Do you wanna you wanna start this one? You wanna fire it off? No, absolutely not. No, I'm color commentator. I can't. <laughs> no, absolutely not. What up, y'all? Welcome to episode what is this? Five, seven, nine. I don't know. It's freshly brewed, guys. We uh we're talking about it is July 14th, and we are talking about the banned and restricted announcement that just came out yesterday. I'm Frank Lepore. I'm here with... Oh, uh, I'm Rob Castillo. That's true. That's who you are. And uh, yesterday, there was a banned and restricted announcement. They announced changes in the formats Historic, Pioneer, Modern, and Popper. You forgot Standard. What? what? I did not forget Standard. Can you reread that one more time? Historic, Pioneer, Modern, and Popper. Oh man. Are you are you okay? I'm sad I, I'm sad. I, I must have misread something. I don't know, man. I don't know what's going on here. What did you misread? I can't believe they didn't ban like thirteen cards from standard. Are you kidding me? <clears throat> standard is healthy, man. Woo! If you want to play against every blue green deck in the in the known universe, it is a healthy format. Should we call this episode uh swing and miss? I am about, not thrilled about the changes that took place. How about how about Narset minus and whiff? <laughs> we just looked at four formats, and not one of them was a standard to put into our hand. <laughs> so it's unfortunate. All right, let's get into and it. And it's funny because at the end of the ban and restricted announcement, uh, I believe this is written by Ian Duke. They usually are. Ian Duke says. After careful... No, uh, while we agree with concerns that Growth Spiral ramp decks, in aggregate, have recently represented a larger-than-ideal portion of the metagame, we do see different archetypes within that larger category behaving differently in terms of strengths, weaknesses, and roles in the metagame. With signs of the metagame shifting away from ramp in recent weeks, the release of Core 2021 and Standard with Rotation coming in the fall, we've decided to allow the metagame to continue its natural evolution. And that's basically, I think that's their way of saying, look, guys, we know every single deck has four Grow Spiral, four Uro, three Teferi. But, you know, a new set came out, and it, things are going to rotate soon, so just kind of suck it up. Did uh, did he say continue to evolve or or, or, or start to evolve? Uh, allow the metagame to continue its natural evolution. So it is in the process of evolving naturally, apparently. I have no idea what evolution is if uh, we're continuing to evolve at this point. I, uh, yeah. The only evolution we're seeing is, is uh, I think green-blue maybe getting better? <clears throat> well, so if you look at, like, here's a standard league from the 13th, which was yesterday, uh, as far as we're recording this. The most played cards, 44% of the decks had Growth Spiral. 44% of the decks had Mystical Dispute. 44% of the decks had Aether Gust. 33 had Euro. 44 had Shark Typhoon, 44 had Scavenging Ooze, 44 had Noxious Grasp. Like, half the decks in the entire league had the same cards in them. <laughs> so, like, I I don't know, man. Like, hold on. Hold on. Half they're the, all blue-green. Half the decks, half the winning decks, okay? There were people trying, like you and me. Oh, that's true. The 5-0 decks. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, the losers were playing different things. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If you're not if you're not first, you're last. So you know if you want to if you don't want to do well in the in the league, sure, play those other cards. Play the cards that the, the metagame is naturally evolving to to utilize, like Elder Gargaroth. Okay, I didn't know this was gonna be a rude podcast. <laughs> Go 
this. Uh, okay. I w- I'll let you know this morning in the in the eight matches that I played, I triggered uh, Elder Gargaroth by attacking at least four times, and it was great. Really? I did. Yeah, I did. That's awesome. Are you being serious? I no, I swear to God, I'm being dead serious. Se- seven and one with the Jun list, and it, it's moving along. And I'm I'm running currently a one of Gargaroth. Uh, but I'm I'm definitely looking at making it a two of. It's it's actually pretty good. And and I forgot it had reach. It has everything. It's like the questing behemoth, but questing be- beast, not questing behemoth. I don't know what questing behemoth is. You might even call it's, it questing behemoth at this point. It's that good. It's questing Gargaroth, man. <laughs> yeah. I I don't know. I think uh, I think that's pretty validating for me. And I think you're a big dummy head. So I, you know I apologize, what? but that this is how getting wrecked feels. Listen, <laughs> listen. Getting wrecked feels good. Apparently, listen. I, I'm always happy to validate you. Um, I would never, I would never take away your hopes and dreams. I care about you too much, buddy. I appreciate you. Yeah, man. I'm here. So, uh, <clears throat> what? Uh, let's go. Let's get into it. All right. You. 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 Flip a format, and then we're going to rip a take. Flip and rip. Let's go. All right. So Historic was the first format that that was announced uh, in the article. I thought they were going alphabetically, but then they went Pioneer and then Modern. So I was like, all right, I guess that's not how it's going. (laughs) Maybe it's by age. Historic is the smallest, then Pioneer, then Modern, then Pauper. So that's 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 probably it. Yeah, that's probably it. Excuse me, guys. Sorry about Silo. Coffee cough. Um, Agent of Treachery is banned. It was it was suspended. Mm-hmm. Winota, Joiner of Forces is banned. It was suspended. Fires of Invention is banned from suspended. Nexus of Fate is banned, just out of the blue. And Burning <laughs> Tremissary is suspended. You play more historic than I do. I think. I I believe you are correct. Yes. Um. So what do you? Let me get let me get your takes on these. So so why don't we go one by one real quick? I'll give you my. No, let's take. do them all at the exact same time. Okay. Every single one. It, it it's just it's great. It's much better than it was before. Okay, but now one at a time. Okay, so we want to start with Agent of Treachery, right? I I think Agent of Treachery, uh, in MTG arena formats, at seven mana seems not broken. It's just too easy to get it out. It's too swingy. Uh, I'm okay with this with with this uh, this ban. It's funny to me that there's two seven mana cards on this historic band list today. Like, hey, there's two blue cards that cost seven mana, two blue. Let's ban them both. Because it's funny, you don't think of seven mana cards. Like, when you think of seven mana cards, you're like, oh, that's too expensive. You know, but here's two of them that were too good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you there, but but uh, I think when we had the discussion about it, um, I can't remember which podcast, but we talked about it, and, and when it was spoiled, you can look at this card and go, oh, that's a pretty cool effect that Frank and I might play, but there's no way this sees mainstream play, right? And then it just gets broken. Right, and like not even not even just by one deck, like multiple decks were trying to break this. Fires of Invention was trying to break this. Winota was trying to break this. Like, you're trying to put this card in multiple different decks. Yeah, Jessica and, Luca. Uh, yeah, right? Like, I mean, it's just... Yeah, it's just, just, just stop. <laughs> nope. All right, you want to go just to the next stop. one? Yep. Next one is Winota, Joiner of Forces. I love this card. They banned Agent of Treachery, and I think, I think it's a fundamental mistake to not allow this card to be played. I, I, I don't think if you can't be, if, if I was about to say if you can't be, if you can't be stealing perms permanents on turn four with your Agent of Treacheries, I think Winota. It should have been in the format. I don't think it's too broken. So one thing about Winota, the problem is that every set going forward, you have to be careful about what humans you print. 
Like whenever right. you have a card that's like putting something like like if it says, "Hey, cast a sorcery from your graveyard for free," right? Like at that point, then all of a sudden you have to be like, "Well, let's let's make sure we don't print any like really busted sorceries to go with this card." So like as long as Winota is legal, you have to kind of like make sure you're not printing any busted humans. Mm-hmm. Like Agent of Treachery, you know. So it's kind of like I, I can kind of understand why they did it. Like, it's a it's not a it's it's a card that's not inherently trying to be fair. It's a card that's trying to give you like seven mana worth of free value, you know. Yeah, listen, I played it. I, like I said, I played it in standard. Um, I, I tried it uh, in historic before everything got uh, suspended. I think they call it. I the card is very good. I just think it's fragile. I, I, it's at the end of the day, it's a four four that has to make it to combat in a historic format with plenty of options to deal with it. Yeah, but you have to have those cards in your hand at that time, you know. Like, I mean, like it's like same thing, same thing with Splinter Twin, right? Like, hey, it's a four mana enchantment that has to go on a fragile three mana creature. But like, if you don't have the removal in that hand, like you're probably just gonna lose the game after one attack. Like, I, I there's a very there's a lot of situations where like. You play Winota, you attack with something that's going to trigger Winota. Like, heaven forbid, multiple things. Like, two dogs, let's say. You know, like, you're getting two triggers off of Winota and putting, like... If you get to put, like, <clears throat> anywhere from, like, four to, to six... To four to four to ten power, power uh, mana onto the board from this card for free, like, it's very, very strong. No, I, I agree with you 100%. I, but I think there's two different types of Winota decks that I've personally played, right? Before it got suspended, people were jamming Gilded, um, Gilded Goose. Gilded Goose, right? You're, you have these ramp cards uh, that don't that have zero power, Arboreal Grazers, things like that, and not, allowing you to get it out on turn three. Right. Which, in, in turn, you're still attacking with these evasive threats. And the reason it was so good is because we're powering it on turn three. Our opponent hasn't even... They're on the draw. They haven't even played their third land, and then you're stealing away the Agents of Treachery. That game is over. Right. The, on the other side of that, you know, playing Paul Blade in standard right now, um, I'm, tr- <laughs> I'm, trig- I'm triggering it two or three times, and one attack on turn four, it's not really winning me the winning me the game. Okay, it's it's putting me far ahead. But if someone slams an Ugin the next turn, or if someone if someone plays a shatter. Uh, Shatter the Sky, and I get to draw one card, but they just took three or four dudes from my battlefield. It, it really isn't that broken. Okay, but that, you can't, but that's not what you're guaranteeing people are going to do, you know? Like, that's the problem. Like, sure, if everyone uses Winota like that for the rest of his, his, the history of Historic, right? Like, then it's fine. Mm-hmm. But that's there's no guarantee, and, like, Wizards just going to have to keep making, double-checking every single human in every single set. To make sure they don't have something like this again. Because also a lot of legendary creatures and magic are humans, you know? Like, so, as soon as they print, like, a really strong legendary creature that costs, like, eight mana. Like, alright, well now people are just going to put four of them in their Renown decks and try to hit it, you know? It's, it's, I think there's a, the, the end, it's like, it's like ban, it's like banning Aetherworks Marvel, right? I mean, you don't ban Ulamog. you like, this time you did ban Ulamog because... Ulamog was in multiple different decks doing multiple different broken things. But you're also banning Aetherworks Marvel because just because you don't have Ulamog, you're still going to find another... It's a four-mana engine card. I get it. Like, Aetherworks Marvel lets you look at six cards and it costs four mana. And it requires a setup. Winota lets you look at four cards, costs four mana, and it requires a little setup with with other creatures, right? So, I mean, they're very similar in terms of what they do. Okay. So, using using your logic, here's, here's my question. Why is if the card we were worried most mostly we were worried about was 
uh, Agent of Treachery, right? Mm-hmm. We get that. That was the card we're worried about flipping into Winota. The next best thing is the, Ang- I think it's called Angrath's Marauders, which doubles all your damage. Right. Again, very, very good, right? That's super solid. That wins games on turn four. That can definitely win games. Um, why is it okay that Winota is in standard, but it's not in historic? Is it simply because of Angrath's Marauders? Because we don't have Agent of Treachery. <coughs> I think the reason is because they want to put more cards into Historic. And again, like, it's the same thing as, like, with older formats. Like, because you can see them putting, like, you know, they'll have these packs for MTG Arena where they're like, hey, let's put, you know, these, let's inject these 20 cards into the format, you know? Um, whereas Standard, Winota's going to rotate rotate eventually. If she's not doing something broken right now, they have a lot more control over, like, when she does. Whereas yeah, like that, that makes sense because once you get into a larger card pool like historic or modern, like you can't you know can't reference every single card when you print every new card. You know that's the right. whole problem with those formats. Is that's why they can't test them in 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 wizards as well is because you just don't have the manpower to like interact to check every to cross reference every single interaction. You know, no, you're so that that makes sense. You know, putting cards into the formats through other means than than new sets. Uh, in standard, that that makes sense. I agree with you there. So I, I'm I'm good with it. Um, I'm okay with it in that sense. All right, all right. And like it going. it's funny because Winota and Fires of Invention are almost very similar cards, right? Like, <clears throat> like with Fires, you're paying four mana for an enchantment. You're getting a lot of mana value out of it almost the same turn. Winota, you pay four mana for a creature. You're getting if if you're attacking with like one or two creatures, you're probably getting a lot of mana value that turn. It's funny how there's like. Like, between, like, Winota, Fires, and Wilderness Reclamation, there are all these, like, four-mana cards recently that are, like, giving you lots of mana advantages the turn they come into play. Yeah, or the mana you're investing in it is basically free because you're getting other things out of it. Yeah, that costs usually at least the same, right? Like, Winota yeah. was getting seven mana. Fires was giving you an extra four that turn because you can play a second spell. Wilderness lets you untap your mana that turn so you can still counter something. Like, they're all giving you... Like they're basically free cards. They they remind me a lot of like treachery or, you know, palancron or the cycle of like free cards from uh from Urza Urza's block. You know, tap your lands. Yeah, we're like yeah. You play treachery, and then you untap five lands, and you're like oh, so that costs you nothing. Cool. <laughs> yeah. And it's yep, just very, it. it's very similar that way. Yep, I get it. So you want to slide into fires of invention real quick? Oh yeah. What do you think about fires right. of invention banned in historic? Listen, if, if Fires of Invention uh, along the same lines of Winota is something that you're going to have to worry about as you're injecting new cards, I'm all for it. I personally didn't like the card. I hated playing against it. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm happy with it. Yeah, again, like, I mean, it's just another card that, like, it'll never... I feel like it'll never not... Like, if I can go Fires of Invention in, in Historic and then go Phyrexian Negator the same turn, like, that seems pretty cool. Because mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Phyrexian Negator is... Uh, Phyrexian Obliterator, rather. I was gonna say obliterator. Yeah, obliterator is legal in, in historic, right? Like they reprinted that. They, yes, that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I mean, that's a. <clears throat> I mean, obviously that's not the most broken thing you can do, but that's a pretty cool thing to do, and it probably shouldn't be done, right? Like, <laughs> no, no, it shouldn't like, be done. Magic has a resource system for a reason, right? And when you circumvent that resource re- resource system, like, you're just kind of like, it, like you just can't let people go wild and do whatever they want, which is why fires is always so weird because you're like. Hey, I'll play Fires, and next turn I'll play Nicobolus and Niv-Mizzet. And you're like, oh, okay, that's a lot of things that you shouldn't be able to do. So basically what I just heard you say is I have two days left until these brand new bands go into effect uh, where I can 
play Fires of Invention. Oh no, it's suspended. I can't. Dang it. I was oh yeah, say it's, I wanna... it's, yeah. It, it doesn't get a. It doesn't get a window. Dang it. I was gonna say I wanted to hit it with the uh, the card that blows up a land and deals twenty damage to all creatures. Oh wow, that's just... amazing. <laughs> so you go fires and then you go uh, Phyrexian Obliterator and then you go uh, Star of Extinction. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that sounds legit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I never no, you know what's funny? Like, the Magic Online effective date, July 13th, the same day as the announcement. Tabletop day, July 13th. MTG Arena date, July 16th. Like, Ridic- Ridiculous. Why Thursday? That's so weird. It's ridiculous. Why four man. days? Because there's probably only one guy that's working on Arena, and, and that's he was <laughs> off. He was, un- unconven- he was inconveniently off until Thursday. Oh, that's so awkward, man. Get back in the office. Or, Come on, you know, Ted. Do it from home. Do it from home, Ted, because it's COVID. <laughs> <clears throat> it's funny to me that like three of the cards on the historic ban list, Winota, Fires, and Burning Tramissary, all give you free mana, and one of the cards was taken advantage of by two of the cards on the list. You know, yeah. Agent of Treachery, taken advantage of by Winota and Fires. Like it's so funny, like how many times are you gonna just give away free mana? I don't that's what I don't understand. Like all the time. It hap- I, I like week after week after week, I'm like, stop giving away free mana. Stop giving away free mana. Stop giving... Like, just stop. Just stop. And they... Like, they just, like... Every week, it's like, Well, we're gonna ban this card. That makes you 14 free mana. Oh, are you really? Wow, that's weird. So, the next question is... Is Black Lotus too good for standard? Because you can't cast Uro with it. That's actually a really good point. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, considering the best cards in standard are blue and green, Lotus is actually kind of underpowered. Yeah, it's probably not good enough, honestly. And you can only use it one. You can't even. You can't even. You can't even escape Euro with it, like because it's blue, blue, green, green. Yeah, it's, it honestly. The more we talk about it, it seems dumb that I even brought it up. Like you need Lotus Land Land. Yeah. Like, uh, okay, I guess that's cool. Yeah, I'm not in the. Know. I'm not in the business of of uh, of trying to use that many cards just to cast my Euro. I'd rather just you know. Just Fires and Invention gives you at least four mana, five mana, six mana, seven mana extra every turn. Lotus gives you three mana one time. I mean, let's be real. It's junk. It's it's literal trash. It's called Mono Artifact for a reason, guys. <laughs> <clears throat> Alright, so Fires Invention, you think good? Good choice? Le- yes, absolutely. Nexus of Fate. Doesn't even get suspended. Skips right to banned. Hmm. This one, I, I, I don't know. I don't know about this one. I think Wilderness Reclamation is the problem. And I'm going to tell you why. You may not know you. this, but uh, Wilderness Reclamation gives you more mana. Wait, it what? Yeah, yeah. Wait, how much more? Double more. Wait, what if I have two in play? Uh, Then you get triple more. That doesn't sound like a thing Wizards would print, dude. That sounds a little broken. It doesn't work with Nissa, I don't think, though. If you have if you have Forest, I don't think it works with Nissa. If you have the the Nissa that doubles your mana, do you have oh, the, so I, I can't get I can't get quadruple mana. Is what you're saying? No, 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 no. You can't. Yeah, no. Oh, wait, maybe you can. Are you yeah, sure? You, you can. No, you can. You can. Oh my god! It's not in the same color, though. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta make your deck. Oh, wait a minute. Oh wait. This is bad. This is awkward. This is very bad. So if I you're you're telling me if I played Wilderness Reclamation, and then I now the next turn, the very next turn, without even having to have a different color of mana, I played Nissa, who shakes the world. Mm-hmm. I could make, let's say I got five lands, five forests, like five. I could make twenty mana that turn. Holy smokes! 
What if I play one more Wilderness Expedition? I could tag make 40 mana that turn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Matt checks huh. out. Hmm. Wait, no, probably more because I would play one more land, right? So I guess. And you also more. untapped one with your Nissa too. <laughs> That's a reasonable amount of mana to have on turn six. Forty-four yeah. mana. Yeah. Uh, from two well, cards, two card combo that makes you forty-four mana on turn six. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I don't know. I don't know about Nexus of Fate. Um, I I think that we saw it overpower o- overpower formats because you could literally play uh, Wilderness Reclamation and then fire it off the next turn, even if you missed your land drop. Right. So when you were pressuring these decks, instead of you know firing off on turn, let's say they ramped in turn five or turn six, you are now on their turn three or turn four clock like, well, before also, they start funda- comboing. Fundamentally, the problem with, with Nexus of Fate was that you could go activate Maya's Kanta. Find a Nexus of Fate. Untap my Escanta and all the rest of my lands. Find a Nexus of Fate. Use my Wilderness Reclamation. Untap all my lands again. Cast first Nexus of Fate. Like, yeah. a- search for Ascanta, this Ascanta the Sunken Ruins, whatever you want to call it, was like the what the, the fundamental engines for finding that card, mm-hmm. thanks to the mana provided by Wilderness Reclamation. Yeah. So, like, a, I, I really, I don't know if a seven mana instant, like, is, like, Time warp isn't that broken, right? Like that's five mana to take an extra turn. This is seven. Like no one's playing temporal mastery in other formats. Like I don't know. I just don't. I don't know if if Nexus of Fate itself was the problem. I mean, I could see a world where people argue that Nexus is broken because it's a take an extra turn spell and it's instant speed and it doesn't exile itself. Right. Like, it I, I can. Back in. Yeah, I could see that argument, but here's the problem with that argument, in my opinion, right? That, you know, they could be right, I could be wrong. But in my opinion, in order for, if I don't have a way to cheat my mana with Wilderness Reclamation, I'm spending the first three or four turns hoping to hit the right sequence of cards to get me to seven mana. And at that point, I don't have Tamio on the battlefield to find another. I don't have Ascanta to activate and then and then still be able to cast it. So I don't I don't really think seven mana, even at instant speed and it doesn't go away, I don't even think that was too broken. I don't. I think Wilderness Wreck is definitely a pro- the problem, if not a problem. And like, on turn eight, you could literally go Tamio, Wilderness Reclamation, find a Nexus of Fate, Untap all my mana, cast Nexus of Fate. And that's like 15, 15 mana worth of value plus a second turn with yeah. all these cards on the board, right? Like, <clears throat> I think Nexus of Fate might be a problem, but I think Wilderness Reclamation is definitely a problem. Yeah, I think I think well, I think uh, Nexus of Fate died for for Wilderness Reclamation sins. Oh, that's a good, that's a good, yeah, that's a good way to put that. I like that. Mm-hmm. What do you, yeah. okay, so we got one more card, Burning Tree Emissary. Not banned, <sighs> just suspended. They're like, we're gonna put you on the bench for a little bit, see if that fixes anything. It's it's gonna get banned. I mean, it, it just allows too many explosive starts, and it really, it playing the second creature really does matter, because at that point you can no longer play your game. Your game now becomes I. I'm already behind because they already got a turn two, two for one. Right. Well, I don't want to call it two for one, but but they got they got the mana again, a mana advantage, right? And now I'm struggling to keep up with these creatures that they're throwing out. And in the, and in the old days, you know, they would play some sort of four mana beast token that's got some, you know, like a something that's got some sweet text on it. Oh, but nowadays I have to keep up with that four drop that has haste. 
kills my planeswalker at the same time. I can't block it. Like you, you yeah. just get so behind when they have burning tree emissary, and it's not even worth it to like Teferi minus it because then they just get the advantage again. Yeah, they just get the mana again. So it's it's again, it's another free card. It's another free card, just like Winota, just like Fires of Invention. It's a card that gives you more mana than you should have in a normal situation. Yeah, and, and let it be known that I I'm personally not against bans. I fully think that you should be constantly. I love bans. Ev- yeah, yeah, you should constantly be evaluating your formats. You should constantly because you there's so many things inner workings going on in this clock of magic that it, there's no way they're always going to get it right, you know? Yeah. So, I'm totally for bans, so I don't even have a problem because Burning Tree was a card that they they sideloaded into Arena, right? By one of the anthology sets, I believe. Yeah. So I don't have a problem that it's there, but if we're acknowledging the problem and, and dealing with it, I'm all for it, you know? <clears throat> all right, I want to ask you something that I think is really, really silly. What do you think of the suspended versus banned uh, practice that they're 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 using for historic? Um, I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I I think it's. I don't know. I think until we see something that was suspended come off suspension, I think at that point we'd have to revisit this conversation and go, okay, how were we with this process and how it happened? Because for the time being, I really feel like they're they're basically using it as an excuse to go, hey, we're not banning another card. We just want to see what this format is like without it. We're not admitting a mistake. We're just, you know, don't worry about it right now. And then months later, we get these bans and it's like, oh, I haven't played with that card. You know, see no evil here hear no evil yeah kind of thing, like i don't even remember that was a thing it, it, yeah exactly yeah it's like you're front loading like less disappointment uh exactly to make it easier on the back end when you're when you're like oh it never came back yeah that's the only thought i have on it right now because just, we haven't seen something suspended and then taken off suspension it just feels interesting to me because it's just like well you can just ban this card and then if if it's really not a problem then you can unban it right that's the same thing but you're inventing this whole new term and this whole new like process for like something go ahead no just for for something that already like you know like when golgari grave troll was unbanned in in modern then it was rebanned again like you know it's not unsuspended then suspended you know it's just the same thing like you've already done this before it's it's not a thing that you've never we've never unbanned a card or banned a card then unbanned it it's never happened like it happens yeah it happens like this is not a big deal so yeah i mean just use that to be honest there yeah, a lot of people right now would would argue for a decent number of unbannings, to be honest, in different formats. But like, it's not like you can't because they're not suspended; they're actually banned. Like, it's like it, having a suspended as well as a banned makes it seem like well, if it's banned, that's forever. Whereas suspended is temporary and it could be changed. You know, yeah, it, it gives I mean, a different impression of banned. It, it's a way for them to save face. Let's call it what it is. I mean, everyone and everyone in the world that plays this game knows. Um, uh, that that was my impression as well, right? Like it's uh, we're not admitting it's a mistake yet, but we're got we have our eye on it, you know. Yeah, yep, exactly. Pioneer. Let's go on to Pioneer. There was one card unbanned, no cards banned in Pioneer. Jeez. The card unbanned. What was it? Oath of Nyssa. So, uh, I definitely think they made the right choice by uh, unbanning Oath of Nyssa. A hundred percent, I agree with that. Uh, but the one thing I will say is, man, this was a huge whiff. I, I cannot believe they didn't ban anything. I agree. It's, it's egregious. It really is egregious. I'm like, um, you know, this format's like, like not, it's like, it, it's just like, oh God. 
there's so many Lotus Breach decks. There's so many Inverter decks. Like, there's so many Mono White decks. Like, Tell me why. Tell t- What I want to know is why is it okay for you to play a two-card combo like Inverter, but it's not okay to play Sahili, Ra- Sahili Cat? I don't know. <laughs> <coughs> it's weird. It's a... <coughs> It's it's actually interesting because Sahili Rai is a three mana card and a four mana card. Mm-hmm. Inverter is a four mana card and a two mana card. So, you know, theoretically, like it's also in three colors versus two colors, right? So, not only is the combo in in more colors with the Fahelidar Guardian combo, but it's also cost more mana. So, like on every metric, it is a little bit harder to pull off than the Inverter Thassa's Oracle, right? It, it, it doesn't make sense to me. And I think we, we could have sat here and I could have named um, something from the Inverter deck. You could have named something from Lotus Breach. You could have named something from... Um, um, oh, my God. Sorry. Mine went blank there. Uh, I forgive you. That's all right. I'm just saying, like, we, we or something like Uro. We could have named a list of maybe three or four cards that could have gotten the axe with one of one or two of them that should have got the axe and the fact that nothing did it's crazy i mean if you look at the magic online leagues they're pretty varied the leagues themselves are pretty varied but when you look at the serious events like the pioneer preliminaries or the pioneer challenges like there's a lot of demir inverters you know like i don't know everybody it's 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 because the card pool obviously we know this right as the card pool the card pool expands the cool, fun things that are actually somewhat powerful, they expand as well. So when I'm playing these leagues, I, I feel free to go ahead and, you know, I'm not throwing away a $50 entry fee. I'm not throwing away $30, right? Right, right. So I don't have a problem, you know, having fun playing a deck that's actually solid. But when it's time to game, when it's time to play for the high stakes, when the best players in the world are playing the best decks, you're going to get demolished. That's just how it goes. Yeah, I I agree. You're right. So like in the in the bigger events, you're gonna you're not gonna take chances. Like if I go to a PTQ, I'm probably gonna play a good deck. If I go to like an FNM, I'm probably gonna play a fun deck, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't think that the leagues might not be representative of the format as a whole, but like, um, you know, it's I just don't understand. Like historically, like the invert the Demir Inverter deck is a deck that they do not like existing in formats, right? Like Splinter Twin was banned. Felidar Guardian, Sahili was banned. Like, all of these two-card combos were banned. Yeah, and they just printed another one, too, honestly, with the Conspicuous Noob. And it's funny, because there are points in both Sahili, Felidar Guardian, and Splinter Twin, where if you kill one of the creatures, the combo doesn't work. Because it it revolves around them being alive. Right. But... Thassa's Oracle and Inverter, you can kill both of them, and as long as their enters the battlefield abilities go off, you still win. Yeah, you can still, if you have no cards in your library when you cast the Thassa's Oracle, I mean, you can still, you still win the game. Right. So, I mean, like, it's very weird that, like, this is the, uh, these are the, <clears throat> like, the one combo that stays legal is the one that actually doesn't even need the creatures to be in play. Like, the one that has the least, like, weaknesses, so to speak. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you there. And then the other thing, too, is I, I feel like a lot of the reason that Splinter Twin was banned is 
Obviously, it's strong, two-card combo, but the colors that you were playing in Splinter Twin at the time really lended itself to interact and protect while being able right. to help yourself pull off the combo. Whereas, you know, Sahili Ride doesn't really do that. It does its own thing, right? I got to play a Sahili on three, and hopefully it stays alive if I can protect it, and then play my cat, and then they can't, you know, have a shock or something like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Demir Inverter, blue-black, like... With the with the cards printed in those colors, Thought even in Pioneer, mystical, mystic denial. Like, there's also a bunch of cards that were printed since then, since those other two cards are prominent that are just amazing. Like mystic, mystic dispute, yeah. is just like insane. Thought erasure, like, thought seize. Yeah, and if you try to counter my combo, like I can literally counter your counter with a one mana spell, right? Like it's pretty good. Yeah, that it, it didn't make sense. We're on the same page. We are the mass of people who who know Pioneer, play Pioneer, and we are not happy. It just seems weird. Like it seems like they're just I don't know like I don't know how it's been illegal for this long. But like Oath of Nissa was banned. You banned Oath of Nissa to begin with, and now all of a sudden like you you can't you can't ban Demir and like uh Inverter of Truth or that's like it, it doesn't make sense. Like those two cards like are not similar. No, and it's funny to me that if you read the card Oath of Nyssa, right, and then you read a card, you, you read, like, Underworld Breach, you're like, wait, wait, how is one of these banned? How is this yeah. one banned but not the other? Right. We're talking about two very powerful enchantments, one of which is literally just Ponder, and the other is pretty much game-winning. Like, it just actually defines your entire game plan. It's like Yawgmoth's Will, right? Yeah, well, it is literally Yogmoth's Will, except with a the you know the alternate uh, add a bunch of you got exile a bunch of cards clause, right? Right. <laughs> Are you laughing? <laughs> I'm laughing. I'm laughing because I mean, at the end of the day, it's not a cost, right? It, it, the deck just pops off. And it's funny because like the the reason Oath of Nissa was banned was because the mono green devotion decks were so strong in the beginning of this format. Yep. Like it was like, and like Oath of Nissa was not only a ponder to find like. Any card you needed in the deck, it was also a a green source of devotion. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I hope hopefully like that's cool. Hopefully it comes back and like I would love to play some some sweet planeswalkers off of Oath of Nissa because Oath of Nissa uh, lets you pay any mana for planeswalkers, which is kind of cool. Yeah. But you know, I don't know. I think the I think leaving the the two predominant combo decks in this format completely untouched is just a very weird decision. So yeah i so i think uh i think historic was i don't want to call it a home run but i think it was a it was a solid swing in the right direction great uh pioneer was a straight punt let's go to modern then all right modern has one card banned and this is actually a card that i thought should have been banned like ages ago um i'm not even sure modern horizons is a a success anymore like this card this set almost seems like kind of a kind of a punt (laughs) um and the card banned is the innocuous Arkham's Astrolabe. Ugh, this card's so bad, dude. I, I I I can't believe it. I can't believe that they let this card live for so long. I but here's the thing: on its surface, I don't think it looks that bad, right? Like if you put it, like I said this in my article this week on cool stuff. Like if you put Tarmogoyf, Kolagon's Command, Liliana of the Veil, Cryptic Command, and Arkham's Astrolabe in a pile, and said to me, which do you think is the most powerful card in modern? Like you know, before before we had the information we do, like when the first when the set was first printed, what would you say? <sighs> Definitely, I I get your argument. I 100% understand your argument. Like my point is just the card doesn't look nearly as powerful as the powerful cards in modern. It just looks, it's a one mana stupid artifact that draws you a card. Big yeah. deal. Yeah. 
Yeah, big, big, uh, big mistake. More like it's a it's a prophetic prism for one mana instead of two, right? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yep. Like that's literally all it is. Except it also makes you know makes snow mana, and it's a snow permanent, right? Is it a snow permanent? It's got to be. A snow I believe permanent. it. I believe mana. it's a snow permanent. Yes. I could, I could like hover over it right here. It is a snow artifact. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know, man. Like it's it's very it's very similar to prophetic prism, but it costs one mana one mana instead of two. But like, I guess that's like. It's funny how that big of a difference, or that difference is big enough to like, you can't you're you can't be played in modern, in the modern format. A one mana prophetic prism is broken, where a two mana prophetic prism is like, oh, that's fine. Yeah, that just goes yeah exactly right. That highlights the fact of when you're playing these older formats, the the difference between playing something for one mana and something for two. And two mana, yeah, hundred percent, yeah. But yeah, this card was enabling everything. It was in every single deck. It put like Urza decks on the map. It put like Bant, Bant decks on the, like any deck that could play. Like this was a free card to put in your deck, like Gataxian Probe or Street Wraith. It's just right. Like it was a card. It's just, that filled a slot and replaced itself. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's like the Smuggler's Copter of the format, right? Yeah, you just put it in any deck. You replace your basic lands with Snow basic lands instead, and uh, now all of a sudden you have a. A card that fixes every type of mana. And, like, when your deck is playing, like, Teferi and Euro, and you're trying to escape Euro, and Ice Fang Kotal, which every deck was playing, I mean, I, that's my problem. Like, I really hope that all these decks... Like, if you look at, like, modern events recently, like, they're all Teferi, Time Raveler, Euro, Titan of Nature's Wrath, and Ice Fang Kotal decks. They're, that's Those are the three cards that are in every single deck, whether it's Bant or Simic. Yeah, they're just they're snow decks. They're just snow decks. That's all they are. Right. Yep. And so I'm hoping this changes that, but really, like, I don't know. I think it. I think it will, and I'm. And I'll tell you why. I think. I think part of the reason why this. Uh, this card was so good, uh, is because it allowed these decks to play legacy esque, where they didn't need four or five mana, in order to um, effectively play their spells. This card allows them to have two lands and play three different colors worth of spells. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it opened up these cheap spells to be played because I didn't have to fetch certain lands at certain times, or my fetch land got me the wrong color snow basic that I needed. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? It basically it basically guarantees you have at least one kind of like mana confluence land every game. Exactly. Like this land's always gonna be the color I need. Um, and if you have more than one, cool, that's even better. Plus, like, they're adding to the Ice Fang Kotal's, like, ability to... Like, if you play this, if you play land, Astrolabe, second turn land, now your Ice Fang Kotal's automatically going to draw you a card when it comes into play. Yeah. Or trigger Death Touch, which... Whichever one of those was... I think I always the get... it's the Death Touch, I believe, is the, uh, when you have four permanents, I believe. Yeah. Is it three? It's three or more, or four or more? I'm pretty sure it's four or more. Three... Really? I don't know, I'm guessing. But I'm pretty sure I'm it's checking four. right now. I'm checking right now. Yeah. As long as you control at least three other snow permanents. Yeah, three. Like yeah. I said, three. Yeah, that's what that was what you said, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You so were saying like, four. You have, I said three. Yeah, obviously that was how it went. Yeah. <laughs> so if you have if you have land, land Arkham's Astrolabe on turn two, like you're automatically getting death touch. Like it's just easier to do. So I don't know, man. Like uh, the card was obviously ridiculous, and like it was everywhere, right? Like mm. it needed to go. Right. So do you want? It, it reminds me of like Mishra's Bobble, but it does more. It does more than Mishra's Bobble. Like, it, it draws you the same card as Mishra's Bobble, but it doesn't. It does more. You know, 
Yeah. Being a snow permanence relevant, being an artifact for Urza too. Is another just an artifact you can tap for blue mana by itself. Yep. You know? I mean there's lots of things that it just it did all these things because of what it was, not what it did. You know what I mean? Like it's not doing things because the card has a lot of text. It's doing things because it's a snow permanent. Because it goes on your because it, it you know, it's uh it, it's an artifact that you can tap. It does things because it fixes your mana, right? Like it's not an exciting card. But it's just like this card that when you put it on the board, it does like four different things. It's bread and butter, man. It's bread and butter. That's all it is. Beans and cornbread, man. That's Beans it. And cornbread. <laughs> do you want to talk about since we're talking modern? Uh, do you have any thoughts on things that should have been unbanned? I saw people talking about birthing pod being unbanned, and I, you know what? I I don't necessarily think that's a terrible idea because like birthing pod's easy to get rid of. Like we have Colagon's command, we have you know Assassin's Trophy. There's a lot of answers for Cole, or for uh, for Birthing Pod, but also like it reminds me of like that devoted druid style deck where like you know the Vizier of Remedies devoted druid like it's kind of the same thing, right? Like you can use but you can use Birthing Pod once a turn to get a higher creature. So like you know the things you can do are kind of like I don't know. I guess you get into that to that can of worms where like you're like okay i'll get my pestermite i'll untap my birthing pot i'll get my four drop i'll get my my um not restoration angel but like whatever this there's gotta be a four drop that untaps yeah you know birthing pod then you get a five drop then you get a kiki jiki or something and then like you just win in one turn right but i mean that's the big that's the big concern. i i understand that concern but my my question becomes right it doesn't do it by itself it has to have a supporting card with it so technically it's a two card combo right uh, and the deck is built as such. It just works its way up the ladder to combo off. But why are we okay with uh, having um, Vizier combos? Why are we okay with having... Uh, they just printed Conspic Conspicuous Snoop, which is a two-card combo with the Boggart. You know what I mean? On turn two and turn three, you just you win the game. Like, why Why is it not okay? So, I don't think, it, I don't think the Goblin situation is okay, necessarily. Mm -hmm. But... I also don't think that just means they're going to unban a card because of this, right? They're going to I think they're going to give this more time and see if this really is as oppressive or consistent. You know what I mean? Like that's I, I don't think I don't think letting the goblin thing exist is the same as saying like it's okay and birthing pot isn't, right? Sure. I just I, you know, I think they're not going to unban one because the other exists and the other existing doesn't necessarily mean it's okay. It just means that it's, you know, it's it's still relatively new. All right, that's my take. Okay, so what about uh, what about um, uh, twin? I, I think twin is. I, I I honestly don't think twin should ever be unbanned. I, I think the like like we said earlier, the deck that that twin fits into is incredibly controlling. They have lots of counter spells. Look, the more counter spells that get printed, the more mystic uh, disputes and the more you know counter a non creature spell for you know for one mana. The more of those that get printed, like the better Splinter Twin gets. Sure, you know what I mean. Like, they, like, so like, ugh. I just don't think it's like it's a, it's a it's a it's a deck where you can't tap out or else they kill you. Like, there's so many times where I'm like, I'll play a Kitchen Finks on turn three, and they're like, okay, well you're dead. <laughs> and it's just it it denies the opponent the ability to play Magic. Because once they do and they they don't just play like if you're playing a mid range or an aggro deck and you're you're not playing instead you're not you're choosing not to play a you know the control player in that matchup because you don't want to keep your mana up and keep a removal spell up you just lose yeah I get it and it's just not fun I don't think Splinter Twin's fun to play against I think it's ex extremely resilient 
And uh, I think they have all the tools they need to... And, and like, plus, the, the deck is just a great control deck as well. Like, you don't even have to have the combo. You just kill with, like, Vendillion Clicks and Snapcaster Mages so many times. Like, the deck is just very good. It's not Glass Cannon. It's not. Yeah. It's not at all. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... It's not like, well, I have these two really fragile combo pieces. Hopefully, they don't get killed. I mean, the pieces are fragile, but when you protect them, they're not. You know? And, like, you could wait until turn seven. Like, your opponent can have you at one life, and you're like, all right, well, now's the time. I'm going to go off. I'll play... Pester might end of your turn. Counter, counter. Splinter Twin kill you. Like, it's still... The deck is just very good. Yeah. yeah. And, like, it requires your opponent to have to have something in order not to lose the game. Yep. Like, I don't know. No, that makes sense to me. I, 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 I'm I, in agreement. I, you know, as bad as this may sound, I didn't play around in uh, Birthing Pod time. I didn't play in, in Twin. Um, and it's like, what, the, like the, what does Modern get by adding Twin back? I think what Modern gets back is, is much less than the safety of just, like, keeping a band. It doesn't hurt anybody. Like, no one's, like... It's not like, wow, Modern's going to improve exponentially if we just unban Splinter Twin. Right. If anything, it just adds to the list of, of these decks that we that do these powerful things at such a low cost. So... Right. Yeah. Ag- agreed. Yeah. But, yeah, those were the bands. There were also... Guys, listen. There were two banned cards in Popper, Expedition Map and Mystic Sanctuary... And uh, Rob and I, we don't really know much about poppers, so we can't really. I will say this: I know for a fact that the blue spells and well, and the red spells in popper are busted. So I know that Mystic Sanctuary uh, is probably pretty dumb. Um, so I can imagine real quickly why that card got banned. Yeah, I mean, I've actually heard that like Mystic Sanctuary might have been a decent banning in modern because. Getting your cryptic command back over and over and over and over again is really exhausting. Yeah, it's very, it's a, it's it's interesting. I like the but, I like the design of the card on the land, and I'm not gonna say it's too good or or it's not good, but I I, I like what they tried with it though. Yeah, right. That's what I mean. Like I like the space that you explored with this, but that doesn't mean it was beneficial. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think historic got it right mostly. I think pioneer and modern were both a little bit underwhelming. No, I won't. and I can't really comment oh, on Pop. Pioneer, Pioneer was not underwhelming. Pioneer was a swing and miss. I mean, Pioneer was was a straight, almost face slap to the people that love the format and and that are trying to explore it. it, it Pioneer was bad. Otherwise known as a whifferino. Yeah, cold hard whiff. But guys, we'd love to hear your thoughts. We'd love to hear what you think of these of these banning and and restrictings. There's no restrictings. Nothing. Su- suspendings of these suspendings and bannings and unbannings. Let us know what you think. Definitely uh, check us out wherever podcasts can be found every week. And uh, thank you guys for listening. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you guys um, hanging with us uh, and, and hanging out. And we'll see you next week, guys. Thanks for thanks for hanging out. See you.